With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Hey, D-I-A-H mamas, Sarah here, and I want to take a quick second to tell you about something that I made for you. Yes, you, moms just like you and me who are clear that we need to take time for ourselves and experience balance, but sometimes we aren't quite sure how to do it, and I get it. So I created the Balanced Mama Moment audio series, an audio experience that dives into what it means to make a Balanced Mama Moment for yourself and how you can apply that to all areas of your life and help you in this crazy journey that is motherhood. So go to sarahbivens.com and click on Balanced Mama right now to learn more and to sign up. Again, that's sarahbivens.com and click on Balanced Mama. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. What's going on, everybody? Matthew Bivens here, and welcome to another episode of the Doing It at Home podcast. Today, I'm bringing you a conversation I had with Jessica and Seth Burdett, and they share the birth story of their amazing, beautiful baby, Eve What I thought was great about Jessica and Seth's home birth story is that they made the switch from the traditional OB hospital route to home birth at around 35 weeks. I love that. And they ended up working with the Atlanta Birth Center, which is the same place that Sarah and I researched when we were looking into our options. So if you live in or around the Atlanta area, I highly recommend you check them out. They have a very, very holistic approach to birth. They're incredibly mom-focused, and overall, there's some really awesome people. So that's the Atlanta Birth Center, and Eve was technically the first baby delivered by the Atlanta Birth Center, so that's pretty cool as well. I think their story is a fantastic one, and there's a part in it where you're going to hear Seth talk about some unforeseen circumstances that went down with their midwife as she was heading to their house. There's actually a protest going on in the area, and that slowed her down. 
And so Seth had to step in and act as the doula, which is, I'm sure, scary, but also exciting. And he did a great job, as you're going to hear. Uh, also, finally, Jessica has put her birth story completely written out on her website. So if you'd like to go check that out, you can go read the birth story. Her website is jessburdette.com, J-E-S-S-B-U-R-D-E-T-T-E.com, and you can go check that out. So with no further ado, let's jump into Jessica and Seth's birth story. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jessica and Seth, welcome to the Doing It At Home podcast. How are you two doing tonight? Thanks. We're good. How are you? Awesome. I'm fantastic. I'm doing really well. And uh, this is cool because for a few reasons, we're doing like an evening conversation. You know, it's what, 8.20 something over here in Atlanta. And what time is it where you guys are? About an hour? It's like 7 something? Yep. 7.23. Yeah. So we're having like an evening conversation, which is pretty cool. We don't do that a whole lot here on the podcast. And um, another thing is that I'm holding it down for the Matthew-Sarah duo here. Sarah is is away, so I'm holding it down tonight. So we're going to have a very cool conversation. And just very excited to have both of you here. So again, thank you. You're welcome. Excited to be here. Very cool. So why don't we kick things off a little bit by you all just telling us about your family. Tell us about a little bit about yourselves, where you're from, all that good stuff. So we uh, we grew up in Utah. Um, we got married in Utah, and then we moved to Atlanta pretty quickly for Seth to do grad school. And that's where we lived for two years. Um, that's where Eve was born. Um, we just have the one little girl. She's just a couple months older, I guess, than your Maya. Mm. So she's 15 months old now. And we actually just moved to Fort Worth, Texas for Seth's first job. That's awesome. So 15 yeah. months. Now, I don't know baby milestones, so this might be a dumb question, but has she said her first words yet? Yes, she has. She does a lot of animal noises, like <laughs> the cat. It's probably my favorite. She goes, <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's super cool. But she says, she says mama and dada and backpack. Oh, wow. And Advanced. <laughs> yeah, backpack Backpack was her first word. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, I'm looking forward to that myself, but um, 
Awesome, awesome. So one of the things that Sarah and I thought was so cool about your guys' story, you mentioned it a minute ago. You said that you moved to Atlanta, and while you were in Atlanta, you were looking into the Atlanta Birthing Center, weren't you? Yeah. That's awesome. Can you tell me a little bit about your research and kind of what led you to Atlanta Birthing Center? Yeah. So before we even moved out there, I knew that we'd probably want to be starting our family in Atlanta. And so I did some research while I was still in Utah. And I actually found Anjali Hinman, who's like the director, I guess, over the whole center. Um, I found her online and she, all I knew was that she was a midwife and she just looked amazing. I really connected with her. And so it was kind of like a, a dream, a wish that she could be my, my midwife when I delivered. Um, and then fast forward when we actually moved to Atlanta, um, I kind of forgot about that. And we just started going to the nearest hospital. Um, and it took us getting into, well, eat, the baby and I getting into an accident and having to spend a night. Car accident. Yeah, mm. car accident. Um, having to spend a, a whole night and a day in the hospital before I realized, okay, it's do you not want to give birth in the hospital? What were those other options I was exploring before? Ah, so, okay. so that brought you back to Atlanta Birthing Center. Yeah, which hadn't even been built yet. And so we weren't too sure that was going to work out. But we got in touch with the ladies who worked there and they agreed to, you know, do the rest of our prenatal checkups and everything. And we got really close with Crystal, who's there. She did all our prenatal stuff, and then they said, you know, if the birth center isn't open in time or if the baby comes early or whatever, um, would you rather give birth in the hospital or at home? And I said, well, I'd rather do home. So our plan B was the home birth, and they came over to our house one time and kind of talked with us about how it would go, and they looked at all all our rooms in our little teeny condo. (laughs) And so that was kind of on our radar, but we were planning to be in the birth center. Yeah, and one of the, one of the things that um, we, we didn't know until kind of late in the pregnancy was you can switch your provider pretty much at any time. I think we switched over to the birth center at like 34 weeks or 35 weeks. Oh, okay. So from um, the hospital and OB to the birth center at about 35? Yeah. Oh, wow. And cool. so, and we had, yeah, I think, I, I don't know if other people feel this way, but we originally kind of felt like, oh, well, we, the, the first person, like the first doctor you go and see and you start doing all your ultrasounds and stuff with, that's kind of you know, who you have to go with. Yeah. And one of our friends had mentioned that they had switched kind of late in their pregnancy. And so when we contacted the birth center, they said, I think they have a cutoff at like 36 or 35 weeks or something like that. So we just kind of like, scooted right underneath that yeah. line. Cool. But yeah, so I think that's kind of a, one of our, our big takeaways was like, you're not roped into delivering at the place you've been going just because that's where you happen to start going. I'm so happy that you mentioned that. Cause I know there's listeners right now who didn't know, you know, like Sarah and I didn't know it wasn't until, I mean, we switched on the first trimester and I think it was, um, it was somebody gave us some, like basically let us know, hey, you can you can change at any time. I think it was a, a, one of the documentaries or or um, movies, video series that we were watching. But um, I'm just happy that you mentioned that because I know there's somebody right now who just doesn't 
really isn't really feeling the current provider they have and didn't know if they could switch, who hearing you just say that you guys switched at 35 weeks, it's like, yeah, you really have the option to change and, and do whatever you want. Yep, it's your birth, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're in charge. So what led yeah, you... So it worked out. Or go ahead. I was just going to say it worked out really well for us. That's awesome. I'm I'm happy about that. Now, what led you all to look into sort of alternative birth plans in the first place? Back before you actually moved to Atlanta, uh, Jessica, when you were just doing your research, what led you go down that path? Um, well, my mom had six kids. Um, I was the first, and the first couple kids she had at the hospital. And then she kind of went more and more towards home birth. And the last four kids were birthed at home. The last kid was birthed in the tub, and she did um, hypnobirthing. It was very just relaxed and natural. And so I had heard all of her stories growing up. And so I kind of had that at the back of my mind. I knew that that natural and home birth was possible and that it could be a beautiful thing. So I always kind of wanted that. Um, and that's why I did some research into midwives because I know Utah is like a pretty big hub for natural and home birth. And so I wondered if that was even available in other states. So that's what kind of got me on that path. Oh, very cool. I didn't know that about Utah. That's cool. Yeah, apparently they have like big conferences and stuff. And we told our midwife that we were from Utah. She's like, oh, yeah, I go out to Utah for conventions and other stuff about birth. So, Wow. Kind of cool. Now, Seth, what were your feelings uh, towards birth? You know, when you when you all started having your conversations and you started, you know, Jessica was doing her research. Did you just assume it was going to be a hospital? Did you? Like, how did you feel about all of that? Yeah, well, um, so I have a cousin that had babies at home, and I always thought she was crazy. <laughs> like that's kind of like what the, the crazy people have their babies at home, and the you know, the normal people all have their babies at the hospital. Um, that being said, my my mom uh, had me and my two little brothers uh, in a hospital, but without any interventions. And so I was, um, I was supportive of like natural birth. So that's kind of what I grew up hearing, like my mom's story about having babies naturally, but she was always in a hospital. So when Jessica and I got married, I knew she wanted to, have natural births and I had kind of talked her into doing a natural birth at the hospital. And in my mind, it was kind of like, Oh, that's the same thing. Like you want a natural birth. You can have a natural birth in the hospital. It's the yeah. same as having a natural birth at home. Um, and so, uh, I was, I was kind of nervous. I, I tend to, um, I don't want to say I'm a worrier, but I, I consider a lot of possibilities all the time. Like I'm, you know, thinking about things that could happen or different scenarios. And so um, it worried me to not have a baby at hospital because, you know, what, you never know what could happen. Like there's all, you know, what if something goes wrong or all, all those fears that I had. Yeah. Um, and so um, I think the, the thing that really helped me to be more comfortable with, with it is we took a, a hypnobirthing class. And just learning about, and a big part of the class was the hypnobirthing portion of it, but uh, a large part of the class was also just birth education, I guess you could say. 
they went over like what is actually happening during the birth and different, like kind of all the stages of birth. Um, and so learning about how babies are born and that whole process really helps me feel more comfortable doing it outside of the hospital. And then uh, another a big kicker was spending the night in the labor and delivery ward after Jessica's uh, car accident Um, Mm. and just having a miserable experience in the hospital really kind of helped me get over this idea that babies had to be born in hospitals. And um, when we, we went and toured the birth center and, and I was super excited to have a baby at the birth center. It was like the perfect middle ground for us because it was across the street from the hospital. Oh, that's cool. But it was like a birth center and the rooms are set up to feel very homely or homey, homey. homey. <laughs> uh, and so it, it was like the, the perfect compromise for me. Like I could, if something went wrong, hospital is literally across the street. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, but we still have kind of this home birth atmosphere. It'll be all natural midwives and stuff. So it was kind of a perfect compromise. And the birth center was scheduled to open on July 18th. And our baby was due on July 26th, so it was going to be perfect. Yeah, I was like, this is, this is going to be great. Was, we're not even going to need this backup plan because, you know, it's two and a half weeks before, or, yeah, the birth center should open, like, a week and a half before we are even going to have a baby, so it should be fine. Now, Seth... Um, but he came a little early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when did he come, or when did she come? She was born on July 10th. So she would have uh, missed that, that birth center opening a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so she was, um, she was the first baby that the birth center ever delivered. That's so cool. But she, was, yeah, she wasn't born in the birth center, but the birth center staff, she was the first one that they delivered. Would you be uh, open to sharing one or two of the fears that you had? You know, I'd love, I'd love for, for all, you know, the partners and the, and the boyfriends and the husbands out there just to, to hear that. And then, Jessica, I'm curious on how you handled you know, fears coming from, from Seth. Yeah, so, I mean, the biggest fear I had was, you know, there'd be some complication and the baby would be, like, all crooked or something, and they'd have to do a C-section. You know, that was, like my worst fear was something would go wrong and we would need like an emergency C-section. Um, and so I didn't want to, I was worried about having a baby at home because it's really hard to do a C-section in your own house. Uh, and so that, that was probably like my biggest, biggest fear was like, we would just have some sort of complication and there wouldn't be a hospital there to help us with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead, Jessica. Oh, so the biggest thing probably that I did um, when Seth was expressing these things to me was this research, and I read articles and just found different studies and things that that talked about the safety of home birth. And anytime I would come across anything that said, you know, home birth can be, home birth is, statistically as safe or if not safer than hospital birth, I would always show it to Seth. <laughs> like, oh, look at this. Did you get this? I would just read him parts of articles. 
Um, and then going to that class, like you said, really helped too. So just educate us, learn about like how midwives are trained to handle situations as well. And yeah, another thing that helped was um, Jessica's mom had four babies at home, and they were all delivered by the same midwife. And I think they said the midwife had a record of like 600 babies delivered and only two needed to go to the hospital to get a C-section. Wow. So, I mean, and that, that is a totally different statistic than a hospital has, you know, where a hospital yeah. has way more C-sections than, than that. And, and so just hearing like, oh, this midwife, you know, the midwife knew what she was doing and she knew how to deliver a baby. And so she had this awesome record of, you know, out of like 600 births, only two needed C-sections. And so that, that was, that was comforting. And, and we were a low, a low risk pregnancy to begin with. So it was, it was fairly easy, I, I guess, for me to kind of work my way through those fears. Well, I appreciate you you sharing them. And um, Jessica, I appreciate you sharing as well, because, you know, fears are, are normal, you know, like it's, it's, it's something that happens with whatever type of birth that you, that you decide on. So, um, you know, I think just putting them out there and saying like, Hey, it's, it's okay to think this, it's okay for your mind to go to that place. And then to hear about some of the ways that you can alleviate some of those fears. And what I heard was really education, you know, and, and informing yourself, being more educated and, and doing it by reading and attending classes and things like that, that really helped the two of you. And so I just appreciate you all sharing. Cause I know there are people out there right now who just heard you share and, and, you know, are going to be inspired to go and then educate themselves a little bit more. Yeah. It's worth it. We tell all our pregnant friends and family now to check out all their options. Yeah, absolutely. So Jessica, tell me a little bit about your pregnancy experience. What was that like? My pregnancy went um, pretty smoothly. I didn't have a lot of uh, like the morning sickness. Um, but I could tell that the baby did not like eggs because every time I had eggs for breakfast, I would throw up. But that was the only oh, time no. I threw up during my pregnancy. So no, and <laughs> Eve was like, no, I don't want those eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she still will she not still eat them. Eat eggs. Oh, really? That's it. That'll be a good yeah. thing to tell her years, you know, years down the road when she's older. Yeah, yeah it's funny because she'll eat pretty much everything except eggs. Wow. That is too far. So I didn't really have like crazy cravings or anything like that. I mean, I had somewhat normal pregnancy symptoms, I guess. Like I had aches and pains. Um, sometimes it was uncomfortable sleeping, like especially towards the end. But I would say that the pregnancy went pretty well. Um, I was able to keep working through most of it, and it was good. That's wonderful. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're experiencing a pretty smooth pregnancy and it's now getting, you know, May comes around, June comes around. It's getting closer to that guest date. How are you all preparing your space and preparing yourselves for Eve's birthday? What? Uh, That's why we were laughing. Uh, so, um, you know, we were expecting, you know, July 26th was kind of drilled in their head. And it was going to be kind of cool because July 26th is also the day that Jessica and I started dating. Oh, uh, that's cool. Years before Eve was. 
like, oh, this is perfect, you know, it's meant to be July 26th. Um, and so we had done little bits of preparation, like we had a, a little nursery rigged up with a crib and a changing table and stuff. Um, but on July, when July, July 9th came around, we still had no newborn diapers at all. Because, um, you know, we had weeks. I was in grad school, so I was, you know, really busy and Jessica was working. And so it was kind of like, oh, well, you know, we've got time. We had a bunch <laughs> in the showers and gifts and things. People had given us like size ones and threes and fives, but uh, we didn't have any newborn diapers. Um, but yeah, so then we, when we woke up on July 9th. Um, so yeah, we didn't really do like a ton of, I mean, we, you don't have to prepare like a hospital bag if you're not going to a hospital. Um, we just, and we didn't really do that much in our house either. Um, well, we, well, one thing we did do a lot was we had, we were taking the hypnobirthing class. And so we had done a lot of the hypnobirthing practicing like every day or a couple of times a week. Um, so we, we had done a lot of that practicing for the birth, but yeah. Yeah. But since she came two and a half weeks early, like we really hadn't like set up the birthing space really for it or anything. It just, it kind of just all happened. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm going to surprise them. Cause I'm sure, well, I don't, I don't know if I'm, did your um did the 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 women at the Atlanta birthing center were they saying things like oh you know first time moms the baby normally comes late because we heard that all the time we i don't know we had just heard that the guest date you know could be too early it could be too late like but we were expecting her to come you know maybe a day or two earlier or a day or two late yeah two yeah. and a half weeks not two weeks <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah. it's it's July 9th and um you're just going about your going about your your day doing your thing seth you're you've got school things going on and you know jessica you're doing everything except buying newborn diapers and how did you <laughs> how did you know that uh, jessica how did you know that uh, labor was beginning well so it was a saturday um and i actually woke up i woke up super early that morning with the Rascal Flat song "Feels Like Today" stuck in my head, <laughs> and that part of the song "Feels Like Today" just kept running through my head, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of funny." Wasn't it? Uh, I want to be with. Oh. That was later. Oh. But yeah, so I was like, "Oh, that's kind of funny." And my contractions, I I started having contractions, and I didn't really have a lot of Braxton Hicks contractions. So it was like pretty different for me. It's like, okay, I think something is happening. But we just went about our day. We helped somebody move. Or I sat and watched Seth help somebody move. <laughs> and say, we went wow. to a bridal yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just sat. <laughs> and then we actually had our baby shower that day. First. Oh, and our birthing class. So, which was like our second to last class, right? We didn't get to go to the final class, which I'm I'm always going to wonder what I missed in that final class. <laughs> um, and yeah, my contractions were getting closer and closer together and I was noting them and Seth was kind of writing down the times, but that didn't really happen until the evening, wouldn't you say? Yeah, so she had, 
really small and you know in hip number and they call them pressure waves mm-hmm. um, but we had so she was having small ones that she could do like their self hypnosis and so we we helped somebody move in the morning they went to our birthing class and then about the middle of the day um, we the some of the ladies at our church threw Jessica um, a baby shower and so we we're, were at that and by the end of the baby shower her her pressure waves had kind of started to go away. Like they were slowing down they weren't as strong. Um, and so, and, and we'd been kind of in contact with our, our midwife throughout the day, Crystal, um, because, you know, we're like, she's having pretty consistent contractions. They were, you know, they were kind of far apart in the morning and they weren't really strong. Um, and they picked up a little bit, but then by the time the, the baby shower was over, they'd slowed down a lot. And Jessica took a nap about three o'clock or so. Um, and then she woke up at five and that's when the, the contractions or the pressure waves started to pick up again. About the time she, she was waking up there, they started to get stronger and, uh, more frequent. And so, uh, and, and we had, uh, told our parents and our, our family in the morning, like, Hey, you know, maybe today's the day. Cause just cause having these, these contractions all day. And then, by about four or five o'clock, I texted all of my siblings and just, and just said basically like, oh, false alarm, you know, like they're, they're dying down. So don't, no baby today, false alarm. <laughs> and my poor mom, um, we didn't invite very many people at all to come to the birth. Um, we wanted it to be small and intimate. And um, so my mom was planning to come, but... So Saturday morning, when she heard that it, that might be the day, she was she was visiting family in Canada, and so she was really bummed. Like, I don't think I can make it. You know, she already had her plane ticket for in a couple of weeks, and so she was sad when that happened. And she she actually hurried and booked a flight for the next day to come out and try to make it in time. And that would have been the tenth. But, yeah, yeah. So she took a ticket for the tenth. Yeah, they were in Canada celebrating um, Jessica's great grandma's ninetieth birthday. Uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so her, the the birthday her birthday was on Sunday, and on the tenth, and she was turning <laughs> ninety. Uh, and so they were there was a bunch of family up in Canada celebrating that. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. So then evening time... Um, things start to pick up quite a bit 
and they had given us a time, um, Crystal said, you know, when they're like seven minutes apart, call me or text me. So we called her and she's like, okay, um, call me when they're five minutes apart. So we're just keeping track and we let her know when they were five minutes apart. And she says, okay, you're probably fine, you know, to go to sleep for the night. Well, about about 9.30, I decided I better go get some diapers just in case. <laughs> and Smart. One of the... One of the one of the big reasons Jessica didn't want to have a baby in the hospital is they don't let you eat while mm-hmm. you're in labor. And Jessica was super opposed to that. You know, she wanted her food, she wanted her snacks and her drinks and stuff. So I went to Kroger to go get some diapers and a ton of snacks because, you know, I know how much she wanted to be able to eat while she was in labor. Now, were you just like <laughs> running through Kroger or were you walking peacefully? What, what was that like? I mean, I I had a... A determined pace, I would say. Like I, I wasn't just you know moseying around talking to people at Kroger, but I wasn't like panicking running through the hall, or running through the aisles either. Oh, I'm I'm picturing like the parents in Home Alone running through the airport. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> yeah, not not quite like that. <laughs> and Jessica, when you were experiencing those pressure waves, what were you doing? Were you walking around, sitting down, just sort of trying to find that comfortable position? Well, because Crystal had said that I could go back to sleep, I was trying to sleep. So I was in bed, and I would try to just completely relax when one would come on. And it was really cool, actually, um, feeling the hypnosis kick in. Like, I would start to feel, you know, really, really a lot of pressure. And I would start to feel it come on, and then I would, okay, hypnosis, and I would try to just put myself at complete rest and... I would like literally feel it go away. And I knew that it was still there and my body was still experiencing it. But so I was just focused and zoned in on this hypnosis stuff. And I was mostly laying in bed. I think I might have actually taken a warm bath mm-hmm. when Seth went to Kroger. And then besides that, I was mostly in bed. Wow, yeah, really so cool. we. The, the hypnobirthing works so well. That's awesome. And, and what I'll do is I'll put a link in the show notes for everyone who's listening um, to the hypnobirthing resource. And, um, it, maybe you guys can give me a link to the actual class that you all attended and I'll throw that in there as well. For sure. Yeah. We did a hypno baby cool, class, cool. which I guess is pretty different, but we, yeah, we loved it. It was yeah. awesome. Sarah and I did it as well. Yeah, we, we, did, a... we did hypno babies. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. We really liked our instructor. So. Mm-hmm. Nicole. Yeah. Nicole. She did a good job. Very cool. Okay. Um, so yeah. go ahead. I was going to say just to kind of, continue so about midnight or so um i talked to her midwife again and she says you know hey if why don't you just guys try to sleep and let's touch base again in the morning um you know babies might not come tonight so just try to sleep and we'll talk again soon and i think that maybe the reason stuff had called crystals because i made him call crystal because i was like i think it's baby time um you know, however far apart or close these contractions are, like, I just, I feel like it's coming. And so he called her and she said, it's okay, go to sleep. So like, okay. Yeah, I don't think you were, I don't think they were five minutes apart yet. Yeah, I don't think so either. But things really picked up after that. Didn't my water break, like, release? Yeah, that? so at 1230, um, Jessica had a really strong pressure wave and her water broke. Um, and we were just laying in bed and then all of a sudden it was like, boom. <laughs> So most of my pressure waves I could handle with the hypnosis. 
And um, that's what I didn't even know some of the times when I was having one because I was just so calm and serene. But those last two before my water broke were just, like, they just overcame me. I reached out, grabbed onto Seth's arm, and just looked at him, probably with this look of terror. <laughs> and so that happened once, that happened again. And then at the end of that second pressure wave, my water broke, and it just was, like, a mess, whatever. And I think about the exact same time as that happened, I also threw up. And so it was just, like, fluids everywhere, coming out both ends. We had made the really poor decision of having bratwurst for dinner that night. So it was just, like, miserable. I felt disgusting. <laughs> Maybe TMI. I don't know. But... No, no. That's yeah, I don't know how much yeah. how much. Over your listeners want. <laughs> Go into tons of detail. Tell me what, what was in the bratwurst. We want detail. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got those yeah, two so I'd recommend, pressure waves. Go, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I would recommend to anyone who's about to have a baby, just stay away from bratwurst because that is <laughs> not a fun food to have come up and not a fun taste to have in your mouth all night while you're having a baby <laughs> I can yeah. imagine um, yeah so Jessica threw up and made a mess um, and so I helped her to the bathroom um, and we kind of got her cleaned up and we switched our sheets and you know, started a little laundry And so I don't know how Seth did this but he walked me to the bathroom whilst cleaning up my mess going to unlock the front door, texting the midwife. I, I swear he did all of it at the exact same time. Throwing the sheets into the laundry. Like, I felt like he was with me that whole time, but somehow he did all of that. That's awesome. Holding <laughs> really it down, amazing. Seth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, yeah, so the midwife had, the birthing center had kind of instructed us, like, hey, when, you know, we're, when we're on our way, just go unlock the door so that way, you don't have to come to the door when we knock, like we can just come straight in. Um, so I texted, I texted Crystal said, Hey, water broke. I think it's go time. Uh, and she said, you know, we'll be on, I'll be on my way. Um, I'm going to swing by the birth center and grab some stuff. And then I'll see you at your house in a bit. And so we, uh, we, uh, I remade the bed and kind of got Jessica cleaned up and came back into the bed. No, we were in the bathroom. No, we came back into the bed and we threw up again. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't even remember that. Yeah, so we <laughs> came back into the bed after she was all clean, fresh sheets on, and then she <laughs> threw up again. And so, restarted the process, took her back to the bathroom, put more sheets in the washer, and switched sheets to the dryer. Um, and then, while we were waiting, we only had two sets of sheets. And so... <laughs> while we were waiting for the um, the first sheet to dry or to wash and dry, um, then we went to the bathroom. Yeah, so the next portion of the birthing time was spent with me sitting on the toilet and Seth sitting on the edge of the tub. Um, we have like a tiny condo, like 725 square foot condo, and the bathroom was tiny too. So we're like knee to knee and... Seth is just, like, reassuring me to this. He's having me just look him in the eye, and 
She's telling me to relax and to breathe. Yeah. So some of the, the hypno baby's cues, I was trying to use like those cue words to help her kind of engage with the hypnosis. Um, nice. Yeah, and it helped a lot. But our... Um, so July 10th was a, right in kind of the heat of the protests about the police shootings and, um, and, and that whole thing that happened, you know, summer of 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the night Eve was born, um, there were protests in Atlanta and because of the, the protests that our midwife couldn't get to our apartment, the protests went basically all the way around our neighborhood. Oh, wow. Um, and, and so it took what would have been like a 15 minute drive. It took crystal a little bit over an hour to get to us. Wow. Um, and so we were, you know, in the bathroom, uh, having a baby. Um, so Seth was my doula. Yeah. So I was and my doula mom and, and my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and your cleanup crew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was awesome. And, but you know what? We got that intimate birth experience that we wanted. Yeah. And looking back afterwards, we were we just felt so empowered and so um, connected as a couple, having to go through that just us. Um, we actually went all the way through to where I was pushing. So I didn't realize it, but I was actually pushing as we were sitting there. And by the time the midwife got to me, she said, let's move this to the bed. And just check you, see how things are going. So they helped me come to the bed. She checks me, and I was crowning already. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so she's, she had just arrived. Like, literally, that was the first thing she did. And then she texted the crew, hey, get over here. It's baby time. So Seth got me all the way to that point just by himself. And it was really just a really cool thing that we were able to do all that by ourselves. You guys are rock stars. That is so awesome. It was really, really cool. Yeah, so then the, the last part of the story, um, the rest of the the team came. We had a, a nurse and then another midwife, so there were... Um, and Anjali. Yeah, Anjali, Anjali, Anjali was the, <laughs> the midwife that came, uh, which was like Jessica's dream to have Anjali there. <laughs> So there was the, the three of them from the birth center, me and Jessica, and Eve's head, or the top of Eve's head, I guess. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we all got around Jessica in the bed. and um, Yeah, yeah Seth was a, right behind me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I think about about time the midwife came, I, I went to the, the kitchen to get all those treasured snacks that Jessica wanted. And so, and we had like a game plan, like we had plans for like a water birth and we had a birthing ball and we were going to try all these, you know, unhospital <laughs> positions yeah. and we were going to eat, eat food during the birth because it was, we were like trying to do like the anti-hospital experience. <laughs> everything else that you and can't then, do. Yeah. And, but when it came go time, I could barely get Jessica to even drink any Powerade, like she had like two sips of power and that was it. Out of all the snacks I bought, she didn't want anything. 
Um, she didn't want to use the birthing ball. She didn't want to get in the tub. We didn't have time to fill up the tub. Yeah, we didn't have time to fill up the tub. I don't think they even brought out the birthing ball. Like, everything just happened so fast. And the only position she wanted to be in was on her back. (laughs) (laughs) And she didn't want anything to eat. I was just focused. I was like, I am doing this thing right now that's taking absolutely every ounce of everything I have, like, don't even ask me any questions. I cannot focus on anything else. <laughs> yeah, you're in you're in your zone. You're in your power. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we pushed for another hour, um, about maybe a little bit over an hour, and then uh, Eve was born at two fifty two a.m. I believe. Yeah. Wow. Now. What was the position that she was born in? Or what was your position, Jessica? I was still just lying on my back. I mean, I was kind of propped up. Like, Seth maybe had a pillar or two behind him, and he was leaning against the the back of the bed, and then I was leaning against him. Ah, Okay. Um, I had my knees up. A midwife had each foot. Yeah, I had the midwife holding my legs. I, I swear I pushed with every single muscle in my body. Like, it took... Everything I had. And yeah, they were rubbing her legs because she said her legs were kind of cramping up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one of the things, one of the things we really liked about the birthing center staff and uh, was the whole birthing process was very Jessica directed. Um, they never told her when to push or when to relax or anything. It was all Jessica's pace, and Jessica was just listening to her body and doing whatever her body was telling her to do and Jessica was in charge. She said, you know, rub my foot, hold my leg like this, rub this. I'm pushing now. Okay. Resting. Like Jessica was the boss and all of us just responded to everything Jessica needed and whatever she wanted. And uh, I think that went a long way into making it so smooth because she was only in like hard labor for two hours. You know, from from the time her water broke, Eve was born just a little bit over two hours later. Wow! And and I think it it just came just because Jessica was just listening to her body, and um, the midwives were super cooperative and in, in allowing her to do that. I think the only time Crystal gave any indication to push was when she said like, "Oh, one more push, and I think she'll be out." I think that was like the last or the only cue at all. That is so cool. Yeah. Wow. When you look back on yeah, it, Jessica, how do you feel about just, you know, how you showed up in, in that moment? Uh, just so empowered. Like, I don't know. It's this purpose, this fulfillment that I, I always knew, you know, being a girl, like that that was my potential, but actually being in the moment and becoming a mother and, in such strength and like power and self-directed was really, really empowering. Just helping me realize what my potential is and, you know, that not only could I birth this baby safely and, and well, but I could raise her and be the mom that she needed me to be that I just, I could do it. Mm. That's beautiful. That's awesome. (laughs) So yeah, my friend Cammie calls it, um, woman moment. It's your woman moment. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Sarah would love that. Your woman moment. That's awesome. <laughs> so when yeah. baby Eve was born, who who caught baby Eve? 
Crystal. Yep. Right. Crystal yeah. caught her, and then she put her up on my belly. You know, I always pictured them putting her up on my chest, but I guess the cord wasn't quite that long. <laughs> they put her on my belly, and I was just in shock and awe and not quite comprehending everything <laughs> that had just happened. Yeah. Oh, I bet. And what happened in the room when she was born? Oh, we didn't even talk about, like, so we had, once the birth center other ladies got there, they they saw that we had a couple candles on our dressers and things. They lit the candles. They lowered the lights. Um, somebody grabbed my phone and started playing uh, one of my Spotify stations. It was just relaxing. Um, it was like church hymns. Yeah, hymns. That's what I wanted to listen to. And that was another question they kept asking me, like, okay, since we're pushing, do you want something more, um, like, invigorating, like a more fun channel? I was like, nope, just like everything exactly as it is. <laughs> I'm good. And so there were, like, these beautiful piano hymns playing in the background. So it was a really, really beautiful environment for Eve to be born into. And she made one little noise, right, when she came out. Yeah, she, yeah, and she cried as she came out. And then she was quiet. Yeah. They put her on me. It was beautiful. That sounds amazing. Yeah, so we we had asked um, if we could do the delayed cord clamping. Uh, We had heard, in in the class, we had taken a lot of good things about doing that and about um, not, like, washing off the baby right away and and things like that. Uh, And so they, when Eve was born, they put Eve on Jessica's stomach and... Jessica just got to hold her for like 40 minutes or something like that. Um, she had to help me breastfeed her. Yeah. That didn't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> My pregnancy went really, really well, but breastfeeding was a struggle for us. <laughs> mm. Was it a, a struggle just in that moment or for some period of time no. afterwards? That was just like the moment of struggle that started them all <laughs> it was probably about it took about a month or so probably, probably to get, a couple months well and eve had a had a double phrenectomy done yeah she had a tongue tie and a lip tie so we didn't realize that in the beginning that it was hard for her but yeah but after that operation then she nursed a lot better oh yeah. that's great wow but besides not really the nurse is just really, really beautiful. Um, Seth took off his shirt and he did skin to skin with Eve too. He got to hold her and oh, I just will never forget how much of a little peanut she looked like <laughs> on his chest. <laughs> oh wow, that's such an awesome. That's just, that sounds like such a beautiful, amazing, transformative, empowering experience that you all had. That's really amazing. Yeah. I just can't imagine it any other way now looking back. Like, I can't believe that our initial plan was to have her in the hospital. It just would have been so, so different. Mm. What, um, Seth was probably just as amazed at the placenta being born. Oh, yeah. Talk <laughs> yeah, about that. Cool. The placenta is huge. It's like an, the same size as the baby almost. <laughs> He I, thought it was so cool. He's like, Jessica, look at that. Jessica, look at that. I'm like, I don't care. I'm holding this baby. <laughs> I got yeah, something here. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how many people have seen a placenta before, 
a, a birth. Like I had never seen a placenta before. I knew what it was, but <laughs> yeah, so, that was pretty cool. It's, yeah, it's a, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Did they do the the tree of life thing with the placenta and 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 show you all of that? I don't remember. I, I think, think so. I don't. I don't think they did. Oh, you guys should Google it. And everyone listening, you should Google it. I don't know what the what the phrase would be. Maybe tree of life placenta, but basically yeah. the the you know the connections from the umbilical cord to the placenta. Um, it just mm-hmm. it it looks like tree branches, and it's it's beautiful. It's it's really beautiful, and it kind of brings the whole the whole thing full circle when you see that. You know, it looks like roots and the and the leaves, and yeah, it's it's it, it's incredible. Oh, yeah, we'll have to look at that. Yeah. Wow. So I'm curious now. You know, you guys are parents to a beautiful 15 month old baby. You had this amazing experience, and looking back. You know, can you share some words of wisdom to soon-to-be parents who are, you know, maybe they're they're in the research process, or maybe they've decided on a birthing center or a home birth, but just you know, some sort of words of wisdom, maybe something that it would have been great for you to hear a year and a half ago. Um, for any pregnant soon-to-be mamas, my biggest piece of wisdom is just. Um, to have faith in yourself and realize that women have been doing this since forever and it's it's one of our callings and it's you know kind of our, our birthright like you were born with this potential to do this and so um, you don't have to let a doctor or a midwife or anybody tell you how to do it like it's, it's your thing it's your baby and your body and your baby are going to work together to bring the baby into the world. And so just have confidence in that, in that it's a natural process and it's, it's possible. It doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be fearful. Um, just, just own it and you can do it. <laughs> do some research too. Um, for sure. Read some good books, look up articles, take a class, just get as much information as possible. Um, I've had friends say, like, oh, I'm too scared to figure out. Um, I don't want to learn more about it because I'm just going to get more freaked out the more I learn. But um, the more that they actually do go and research, the more calm they become, the more they realize that they were born to do this, that um, it's, it's going to be fine. Mm. I'm I'm really glad you said that last part because I think that can absolutely happen. You, the the fear of just knowing all the details and the fear of sort of seeing and understanding the process. But there's a, there's so much empowerment in having that understanding and you, the and confidence once you do have the understanding. So thanks for saying that. Yeah, and it just depends on you know what kind of things you're looking for. Like if you're looking at the horror stories and you're watching TV shows of birth, then yeah, maybe you're going to get freaked out. But if you go to good resources and learn about, um, you know, whether it be hypnosis or the Bradley method and watch some peaceful home births, that can really motivate you and help you get on a good path. That's so true. Uh, That's so true to just be very mindful of the resources that you do consume. Yeah. For sure. And Seth, what about you? What, yeah, what, what words do you have? 
Uh, I would just echo echo that a lot. Um, and just to this kind of comes back to what we talked about before, but just really educate yourself on what options you have. I think a lot of people don't know what what their choices really are, and so they just go into their their birth thinking, well, I'll just do whatever you know the doctor tells me to do, or I'll do whatever you know whoever's there helping you tells you to do. Um, and I, I think that's. I would say it's a mistake that, you know, this is your birth experience and so you should do it the way that that you want to do it, but you're not going to be able to know how you want to do it unless you know all your options. So, you know, and maybe home birth isn't for you, but you won't know that unless you do the research and, and look it up. And so I felt like we, there wasn't a time during the birth that I was scared, like, I don't know if it's because I didn't realize Jessica was pushing and our baby was going to come out in the bathroom. Um, but, you know, I, I was, I felt really prepared because we had taken the classes, we'd educated ourselves. We knew what choices we were making and we knew the process, the different stages of labor and the birth and how things were kind of supposed to go. And so I, I wasn't that nervous. I wasn't really nervous at all throughout the whole process because I felt really ready and, prepared so I would just say educate yourself know your choices uh, take a class or read books or you gotta do something I I don't just go in yeah don't go in without a plan Mm. absolutely I love that prepare it's just prepare yourself educate yourself empower yourself I like that yeah awesome it's been a it's been a really a blast and a pleasure chatting with you guys. I just, I love your story. I, that that is so cool. The 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 picture, the visual that I have in my mind of of baby Eve being born is just this peaceful, serene, just setting, just full of love, and that's awesome. I'm super super happy for you all. And Eve is a very special, very loved baby. She is. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to share our story. Absolutely, absolutely. And thank you both for just joining us and sharing and giving all the details and um, really just leaving our listeners with something uh, inspirational and empowering and informative and and all of that. So really, from Sarah and myself, thank you so much. Our pleasure. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higg. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.